0: (laughs) no punchline this week i just i had chocolate buns in my mouth before we did our 10 seconds of silence for audio sync and i realized i can't chew because i'm near the microphone so my mouth feels like it's just filled with chocolate right now
1: When has that ever stopped us before, Chris? That's very true. But it's not usually chocolate.
0: Oh! Well. Hello, boys and girls. Hello. That's what you call them. Um, (laughs) Hello, boys and girls. Welcome. Hello. To the Bonk Donk Snonk. Uh, Say what now? ah uh, i don't know how words work so, I've, I've just come back So from pre- what now with you i've just come back from press night of robin hood my brain doesn't make sense anymore
1: yeah i'm not surprised man you uh, be exhausted i long to die uh <laughs> why because i'm oh, sorry more chocolate because okay that's fine that's fine you gotta eat be- when you can
0: you've got to wheat when you can. You've got to yeet your meat to the beat. Oh, please um, don't. In the words of Luigi. At least um, not in public, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. It was a good show, but I'm just um it's been a very, very long week this week. And um
1: what I need right now is a doctor. Um Well, doctor. you'll be you'll be getting one on New Year's Day.
0: Yay. Because now we have Ten episodes and no unity. A uh, unity, no festive special like a New Year's Day or Christmas one. Once again, we've lost an episode.
1: It's okay. Thanks, Obama. It's okay. It's gonna be okay, Chris. Don't worry about it. It's just you get what you get, and then you fucking like it. <laughs> you get what you
0: fucking deserve.
1: It's how um, it's how we deal with our governments. <laughs> it's gonna be how we deal with our Doctor Who. Well.
0: Um, In the spirit of that, yes. my name is Chris. I hope you all registered to
1: vote. Johnson. And my name is Matt. Why the fuck would you vote for the Tories, Watson? Ah, It's great, because on my walk to... uh, We're going to
0: get political here, guys, for a very brief moment. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, What a shame. What a shame. But uh, make our views plain. You don't have to agree with them. If you don't, that's fine. But also, do think about things. Uh, it's very clear from how we've already spoken on this thing that we would very much like the Conservative government out of the UK now. Um,
1: yeah, not even out of
0: office, just straight up out, just out, of, the, the UK out of the country, start to pack away. Yeah, um, but on my walk to uh, walk to work currently, I go past several windows where they've got those Tories out posters. Nice um, in the window. Thing is, Lincoln uh, has traditionally been a right-leaning town overall yeah uh, and since becoming a university city it has kind of become a lot more liberal funny that um, yeah and it's uh it's <laughs> yeah and it's it, is- it's it, it, it's only in recent years has it become a lab- labor major uh, labor um Healthy, majority government yeah. yeah um so there's a lot of animosity politically here to the point where in the panto we don't do any political jokes cowards well, last year I didn't write well, into the script I mean, because I was like politics a... was plaguing everybody day to day all the time, anyway. You don't yeah. come here and hear yeah, us rabbiting about it. Like but what enough... are you
1: gonna do in a in a in a panel like it's so it's so broadly well, aimed at families like Well we're doing Robin Hoods, so we is. could do loads on taxes.
0: Well, that's true. <laughs> but um we don't go that far, unfortunately. But every time I walk past the posters, uh, I misread them. I keep thinking it's, it's for those who don't know, it's just like a red square. And it says Tories, and then underneath it says Out, and the Out is of a bigger font to match the size of the word Tories. I always misread it as oot. and it just <laughs> becomes
1: it just becomes the most Scottish poster I've ever seen. Tories oot Well, that is also a very Scottish sentiment. So that's uh,
0: get, tiff,
1: <laughs> get tiff fuck, get fuck, indeed. Uh huh. What should we get to fuck this week, Matthew, in this pod quest? Well, we've got a couple of uh, trailers for some tasty projects coming up. Uh, we've also got... Uh, I'm going to round up the BBC's latest sci-fi drama debacle. And <laughs> we've also got... Spoiler alert, Streck fans. It's not Doctor Who. No. And <laughs> also we've got... Uh, in honour of our one hundred and eightieth episode. One hundred and eighty We're gonna we're gonna have a look at some topics that we've kind of one eighty on since we covered them last. Mm. Some things that we've changed our mind about over the course of the last one hundred and eighty epistles of the big damn cast. <laughs> epistles. But <first>. Golden Epistles <laughs> Yeah, well Do what you can, don't you? Well, you um know. I fucking! All my cats have gone mental. They're just chasing each other around the living room. Do you know um, why? Why they want the Tories out? To- they want the Tories out.
0: Oh my Tories to- out! I want him yeah. dead. I want his dog dead. I want his friend dead. We, just- we made made up a game in the green room this week where we were being like um, non-committal mobsters. Okay. So we, we, Yeah. So it's like you know, you know the classic thing of like I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his dog dead. And you got that kind of thing. Instead, they can't quite go the whole hog. So it's like, I want his jelly babies minus the red ones. You know, just that kind of not quite vicious enough. I think it's become a get. These are things we do to make the time pass more calmly. things you do. It's like, I want his thumbnails always slightly hangnailing. (laughs) I want his bunting to have matching
1: colours numerous times. You are... You're losing it, aren't you? I want one less candle on his
0: birthday cake every year. I want him to think he's aging backwards like Benjamin Button.
1: Stop, Christopher. (laughs) Just let it go. I want his dog to poop somewhere slightly inconvenient. Don't burn all your best ones. You'll have nothing left for the dressing room. Um... (laughs) I leave my dressing gown open, folks. Oh, God.
0: Well... (laughs)
1: Hmm, oh. enough. Do you know who uh, else leaves
0: their dressing gown open? Let's see him do this segue, everybody. Here we go.
1: David Harbour's Red Garden in the Black Widow trailer. <laughs> I will accept that. Do the judges accept?
0: The judges have oh, no brilliant. choice.
1: The judges have no choice but to accept. Please, he, he has counts. our family. There are many <laughs> wonderful things that the trailer for the upcoming Black Widow solo film gives us, but none of them, none of them top... David Harbour's ridiculously bearded and looking like he's having a whale of a time. Bear-like Red Guardian. <laughs> this movie looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it looks- You know, it's it's
0: especially I, it, it grabbed me because Winter Soldiers are still my favorite MCU movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bit more of that, like hand-to-hand close combat, like espionage stuff. I'm I'm all for that. And it also appears that um, the theories about it being set after Civil War are correct because uh it seems that uh secretary general ross uh tracks down natasha at some point is like uh okay we need you to do something come over here
1: hmm yeah so should be uh be interesting to see where it fits into the into the marvel oeuvre but it looks pretty cool uh we get a glimpse of the new, the new Black Widow, the uh, Yelena Belova, is played by Florence Pugh, which makes me happy at... because that character is such an enjoyable twat in the comics. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they use her in this. Definitely some animosity there. Um, <laughs> get a brief look at, at Rachel Vice and, and a quick look at ta- Taskmaster. She's not a designer. Very brief, is it? Definitely. Yeah, it's not a design I'm 100% sold on, but we'll see how it pans out. Um,
0: it's some of the, some be... of the on-set photos look, look, were a little clearer and it kind of looked like a retooled Iron Man armor. Yeah, which makes a bit more sense.
1: Yeah, because we've um, shown,
0: in, funnily enough, in Civil War that the Iron Man armor can adapt to other yeah. people's movesets. So that could be how the MCU does Taskmaster, whose power is like learning and adapting to every fighting style so that they can counteract it. Yeah, it's um, a pretty
1: good uh, it's a pretty good way of getting around it without getting too comic booky but then marvel movies have never really been afraid of getting too comic booky so you know. but they, they also like to use what
0: tools they've already got as well to, to kind of yeah there's shortcuts. an internal
1: there is mostly an internal consistency to the logic of the universe that that helps it uh sort of gel together which is nice as long as it but, gets um, a cape i'll be happy
0: <laughs> okay just give him a big old cape a big old sword okay. a big old shield and yeah. a big old
1: bow and arrow and i'll be happy I, see, I'm I'm not going to be satisfied unless we get Buccaneer Boots, and I know we're not getting Buccaneer Boots. So. <laughs> we can dream. Or we'll go in and we'll edit it so that in every frame you see Taskmaster's legs have got Buccaneer Boots. Hashtag I'm, release the Buccaneer Boots cut. I may be satisfied if Red Guardian gets Buccaneer Boots, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I may be swayed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks like a Marvel movie. It's, uh, it's female. It's, it's too late. It should have cut. It should have been yeah, yeah. three three or four years ago. But it sh- should still be a good time at the cinema. So I'll await that with bated breath, as I will also await, but with not quite as bated breath. <laughs> no time to die. Sony can't cut trailers to save their damn life. No, they cannot. This however, is a terrible trailer. However, oh, I am looking forward to see to seeing Lashana Lynch completely own it.
0: Yes. Oh God, yeah. Yes. She looks
1: brilliant in this. Yeah. Um As double O seven.
0: Yeah. But wait a minute, 007 is James Bond. 007
1: is his rank, It's a code name, so... He's no longer 007, get over it. Yeah, he's still James Bond, he's not 007, so don't worry about it. Um, Daniel Craig might actually be invested in this one. We'll see. I we'll think see the, timing, the
0: timing of this is definitely based on the fact Knives Out
1: did really well last week. Yeah, I saw Knives Out last week, and it is very good. I'm going to catch but it on there- Monday, I'm really excited. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a... Uh, I think there's definitely a desire on Daniel Craig's part to move towards more character roles yeah, as opposed oh, to leading yeah. men roles. And I think Knives Out is a great vehicle for that. There's a bit so, of comedy
0: from Bond in this trailer, which suggests that he's at least managed to get that yeah. going. Um, yeah. Just little touches, of it, especially the delivery of James uh, Bond. James
1: Bond seems to be very much a laboured kind of, oh God, like, uh, like this, this, guy, this guy got me to say it. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I am desperate for something to make James Bond interesting again. I, at this point I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not even sure I need to qualify it with again just to make James Bond. James
0: Bond became interesting. In-
1: James Bond did become interesting again. It was called Jason Bourne. Oh
0: yeah, okay. Hmm. So there you go. Um It was called yeah. Skyfall. Yeah, well, yeah, I do love Casino Royale and I really like Skyfall. Yeah. Um Quantum of Solace is
1: dog shit, and Spectre is
0: eh. Spectre's got some good stuff, but then it's like, eh? Do you remember yeah. this from the
1: old ones? And it's
0: yeah. like that is not important.
1: Uh, I would like less, um, less sexual mistreatment of women in this.
0: Yeah, or at least highlight that he is a fucking pig.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we like, really Pho- make
0: a make a thing of it. James Bond is cool in a way, but he's also not a good person.
1: Yeah, so... I would hope that Phoebe Waller Bridge, because uh, she's worked on the script. Mm-hmm. Will have brought some of that out, but it's difficult to tell from a trailer like this. And as yeah. you say, Sony are great at cutting them. So we'll see what happens when yeah. it uh, finally comes along. Yeah. If you want to know the plot of the movie, watch the first minute and 40
0: seconds of the trailer. Yeah. If you want a teaser trailer, watch the last 30 seconds of the trailer. Yeah. Like that's pretty much it. I mean, who doesn't um, want it, a car
1: with it, the, with miniguns in there? Yeah, it, it, the it is nice to
0: see the Austin Martin DB5 again because it made obviously a big old cameo in, in Skyfall yeah so it's kind of cool that they've gone sod it he's got it in a garage let's use
1: it Get no hang on he blew it up it got blew up in Skyfall well it's a new one then oh bloody hell it's he... one it's, keep... an, it's an old one just keeps a bunch of them doesn't he yeah probably he's got them in the. He's... That's in there's safe houses they're in his safe houses
0: he rents them um... off a knackered old Scotsman who lives in Spain yeah yes you can have my car I you don't mind uh... it's, it's barely used What what, think... do you, what do you mean do I love Scotland of course I do that's why I live in Spain uh, <laughs> I think Scotland should be independent, but I yes. live in Spain. <laughs> yes. Did you know I turned down the role of Gandalf and Morpheus, but it's okay. I accepted the role of Alan Quatermain in the League of <laughs> Extraordinary Gentlemen. I think I made the right decision.
1: Do you and made by a- right, I mean the worst decision imaginable. You made a poor decision. You made a poor decision. I love, he pa- he loved, I
0: love that he passed on Lord of the Rings. He was like, oh, no, that, that shoots too long. And he passed on the Matrix because he just went. I don't fucking get it. I don't get no, it. I don't want to do this. And I don't so, get this. Uh, but I get this because I get to. I have read the. I've read these comics you sent me. Do I get to sleep with a sexy vampire lady? Uh,
1: no, that, that's
0: not in this film version. Oh. Uh. <laughs> How long's the shoot? About a month. How much am I getting paid? More than enough. Okay, I'll do it. A lot. This will be a hit. It's got Mister Hyde in it, or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever read the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, I've, you know, I've not read League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It reads better. It's very because it's Alan Moore in it. It's very it Alan Moore. Very Alan Moore. Moorish. It's very Moorish. It's um, very Alan Moorish. And the book is miles better than the film, but at the same that. time, it's also not. Incredible. I think it was because it was just snatched up in that late nineties, early two thousands boom of let's pick up these smaller titles that have cult followings and do whatever the hell we want with them. Well, people just like Alan Moore, like except Alan Moore. Alan Moore hates Alan Moore and the works of Alan Moore. (laughs) Well, you know, I said to Sean, I don't mind you taking the role in the film, but you know, I won't be watching it. And he said, Yes. And I said, <laughs> And I said, are you having a stroke? And he said, yes. Oh, oh, dear. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's your comedy, folks. That's see, see what we did there? We did some improv. Oh, uh, well. So that makes this a comedy category. So there we go. Comedy
1: is... Uh, for... Subjective. Subjective. Yeah, because it's a strong com- word for what you just did. Let's put it that way. Yeah, com- com- comedy
0: is subjective, Matthew. Do you know what else is Subjective. Um, How. <sighs> faithful an adaptation has to be? Uh, uh, ah. Do no. you see what that was? That was your shame, no, no, I don't
1: think it's about how faithful an adaptation has to be. I think it's about how good an adaptation has to be. Which is to things say. Things don't have to be good. <laughs> but things should be good. Um, should, should shouldn't be good. And if they're not good, what you shouldn't do is try and sweep them under the rug for. Between eight to six months, and hope nobody notices when you finally squeak it out. Um, in the uh, in the wake of a much much awaited adaptation of another
0: squeak it out,
1: well loved book. Um, listen, the BBC are knocking it out of the park with his dark materials. Oh, which i think is why they put their free part war of the worlds adaptation in its shadow because i think they hoped no one would pay any attention and i don't think anybody did because if they did they probably fell asleep halfway through the first episode um we've talked about this we've talked about my feelings on it and it didn't get any better it wasn't
0: anywhere near as good as, shall we say, um, uh, this.
1: It was nowhere near as good as that. It was nowhere near as stylish as that. Copyright. Okay, that's that's gone now. I <laughs> mean, we've talked a lot about how you know the faith, the faithfulness of adaptation does not equate to its quality. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, you can play. You can talk. Yeah, exactly. But if you're going to make changes, at least make the story good. Which is what they failed to do in any sense with this. Like, it's just (laughs) a bunch of characters that you don't really care about. Uh, You know, there's there's a relationship at the center of it, which you don't really care about. They keep jumping ahead to a future time period, which just sucks all the momentum out of the story whenever they do it. And they do it way too much. Mm. To the point where by the time the end of the last episode, uh, by the end of the last episode, I was just like, wait, what, what was the story again? (laughs) So I just watched an adaptation of war of the worlds and I came away from it saying, what was the story again? So you fundamentally failed there. Um, It's a shame because it's a really good cast, but they don't really have anything to do. And yeah, it's just, it's full of like, it's full of nonsense. I don't like saying plot holes because that's a term that's overused for things that what I didn't understand about the plot. Um, but it's full of things that, that just don't make any sense, shall we say. Um, yeah. And not in a, why does this character do this? Because character motivations don't have to make sense. They just, they just be consistent with the characterization, but more in the sense of like, wait, how did this happen? I'll give you, I'll give you a wee example with some spoilers, right? So in the last episode, uh, right? So in the future segments, (laughs) you've got George Jr. who is the son of Amy played by Eleanor Tomlinson and George played by Rafe Spall. Uh George is not present in the future segments it's <laughs> it's implied that that amy is still looking for him yeah but then you, in yes. the last episode you find out that he that not only is he dead but she knows he's dead she watched him die but she's just kind of forgotten about it what like she just she's like oh i forced myself to forget i think i couldn't admit it to myself uh-huh. it's like, okay cool 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 but anyway um there's there's a whole thing where in this future which is like a blasted arid landscape overtaken by the red weed and sort of a gray sky
0: please don't if we
1: if you keep doing that every time i try and explain everything about the war of the worlds we're going to be here for three hours yeah but we'll also Um, along with jeff wayne tracks true please don't (laughs) no no um if you do that again i'm hanging up on the car i'm a tripod um a what i'm a tripod uh well self-praise is no praise <laughs> um,
0: not my penis i have a vestigial tail uh so <laughs> that folks is the sound of a man oh, no. who's well and truly done with this shit <laughs>
1: um i'm i mm, mm, <laughs> enough <laughs> out damn you spot Control yourself <laughs> Getting tired now. You're getting, you're getting frisky. Um, yeah. This is why you should get a good night's sleep on us. <laughs> That's why we don't record this late. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, in the future sequences, George Jr. gets deathly ill. Oh. Or seemingly deathly ill, and it's implied to be typhoid. And then... It t- turns out Ogilvy survived the first episode because he turns up at, uh, in the future sequences. This is Robert Carlyle. like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing like this sort of... Um, future suit. No, no, no. He's wearing this sort of flap of fabric on it that's hung off his glasses. It's just supposed to like evoke the idea, you know, those World War One prosthetic masks. Oh, right. oh, That covered horrible right. facial injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just like somebody's stitched a bit of leather to his glasses. Ah. Um <laughs> So it just it's just Robert Carlyle wearing flappy glasses. And um <laughs> And then he's like, Oh, I think it was our diseases that killed off the Martians, but it hasn't killed off the red weed. So I'm gonna take cultures from your deathly ill son and and experiment on the red weed with them. What? Which is and then it's like, oh, it kills off the red weed, that's fine. But then they can't con- convince the local church leader who's the leader of the local community to let them. I think there's something going on with Plague in the Village, but then they never come back to it. And then also, um, George Jr. just miraculously gets better later on. What? Like, it's implied that he has typhoid, and he just gets better. Yeah. What? In oh, this God, future God. world God. where no one has food or, or medicine.
0: Right, okay, okay, so... So yeah. In the original yeah. Yeah. in the original the book and, and other
1: adaptations the common cold kills the martians because they're not prepared for uh, it not just the common cold just like earthly diseases earth that mock. we are <laughs> that we are either immune to or aren't lethal to yeah. us earth, earth dirt yeah stinky earth dirt basically. um cuz they drink our blood
0: yeah and part of that is that the red weed just kind of eventually brittles away yeah. isn't it and it just gets For the same reasons, that the red weed is vulnerable to
1: earth bacteria and fungus and such. But in this version... You have to directly apply human diseases to the red weed to kill it. So
0: they've decided that that needs to take longer to add unnecessary extra drama of, ah, the Martians are gone, but the weed is still here. Yeah, I guess. But the weed is not as uh, uh,
1: engaging a threat as a presence. It's more of of a cherry on top. It's like little red moss, and then it turns into crystals and turns the ground red. And nobody can grow anything because the red weed won't let you grow anything there. Apart from in the churchyard, they can grow things in the churchyards because the rotting flesh of the people buried there kills off the red weed.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so basically what they've done is they've gone, right, so we've blown up the Death Star. But do you know what would be really scary? If they still have, like just a couple of uh, uh, speeder pilots to fight
1: like just those
0: guys from jedi but they've not even got their speeders do you know what i mean they're just there yeah it's like oh but we have to get rid of these guys
1: it's like it feels- you got rid of the big threat there's no- dramatically there is nothing to do now it's, it's a three-hour miniseries that's paced like a ten-hour season of television. Oh God. To the point where nothing happens for most of the first two episodes, and then everything happens in the last half hour of the third episode. Christ alive. It's a fucking mess.
0: Who greenlights
1: this shit? I'm trying to think of something nice to say about it, and I'm drawing a complete blank. Did it look good? Not particularly. Did it smell good? I mean, I don't have that particular uh, technology available to me, but I'd imagine not. It doesn't look like it smells good. It looks like James Franco looks like he smells. Oh, he does
0: look like he smells. Yeah. He really does. Well, we did an episode. Yeah. Because
1: he, titled... he looked like he smelled. What does James Franco smell like? <laughs> I know, I know I, because I was going through our old episodes uh-huh. over this last week to fa- to to check some things because it's episode 180, Chris. Episode 180. And although we are traditionally infallible and unshakable um unshakable beasts, arbiters of of truth arbiter beasts um, we do get things wrong sometimes, or at least change our minds about it. Yeah, things.
0: like opinions develop and shift over time, and one is privy to looking back and thinking, do you know what? Actually, now that I've thought about it.
1: Yeah. Gosh. So this is some stuff we've done 180s on.
0: Yeah, boys and girls, strap Uh
1: Do you want to go first or shall I go first?
0: Uh, do you know what? I will I will hit you first with my best shot, because I'm going to take us back to
1: 2016. Okay. 2016 you be I, bet this is this,
0: I bet this is the same thing that I wanted to do. It could on. be. It's a very early big damn cast topic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. correctly, it's episode three. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're gonna get yeah. people from the past going Really, lads, like were you just we you shills, or really lads, were you just trying to be progressive? Um, no. Back in the year of our Lord, 2016, Matt and I went to see a motion picture called, at the time, Ghostbusters. What's it called now? Chris? Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Yeah. And Oh, funny enough, I was in HMV today with Lucy who came to visit me because she's an absolute goddess and I adore her. Uh, even if we saw each other for like a, some total of about five minutes over the course of two days, it was just nice to yeah, have her there. it happens, every man. Now it's ag- a pain in the every ass. Every now and again, I woke up in the middle of the night because I just, I never sleep exactly perfectly when i'm away from home like it takes me a few weeks to get to that point and every now and again i just wake up in the middle of the night i'm like oh bloody hell it takes half an hour i go back to sleep and then i do last night i woke up was like oh i just turned to my left so lucy was like oh i'm home Yay. and i fell asleep again It was great um so i've told her to yeah, i told nasty. her to send a life-size pillow of herself
1: with just her face on it oh it. you would a custom body pillow yeah okay. but not
0: like shaped like a whole body just her face just printed all over it like some kind of fleshy homunculus <laughs>
1: God. That went somewhere I didn't want it to go. Hey, don't
0: kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Sonic OC, don't steal.
1: Um, oh, okay, okay.
0: So, we the <laughs> call on DVD for £2.39. Oof. Yes. But the DVD version has like an extra
1: 15 minutes of, and I have seen some of it, garbage material. I mean, um, I mean that's like the Like really biggest, bad material. When we get down to it, we did mention this when we reviewed it, but mm. on, on further viewings... It's yeah, and more and home more video. Apparent. Yeah, like there is too much shit in that film. Like, but it, here's the it, thing: it if you want the theatrical a- cut,
0: if you just want that pure theatrical cut, like the one we saw in cinemas, yeah, you you have to buy a three DVD slash Blu-ray box set called Ghostbusters: The Collection. What? Which has which has Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two, and Ghostbusters 2016, as it's called in that box set. What? That's the th- that's the only way to watch the theatrical cut. That's bonkers. So if you enjoyed it in the cinema but don't want all the extra chuffer that made the home video version more unbearable, you have to shell out for a massive box set. Because I think that's... Well in HMV at the minute, it's about five pounds, so treat yourself.
1: That's the Uh thing (laughs) that I've 180 done about it is that... Originally, I was like, yeah, it's there's some jokes that don't land, but, you know, it gets better as it goes on. And, it, you know, and there's some nice characterization
0: in. in there. And yeah, the cartoony designs of the ghosts are quite fun. They're very much like the real Ghostbusters in their look and feel and... And you know that's that's nice and different. I mean, you even have the, the one that vomits all over them, like before at the opening. Feels yeah. kind of like one of the toys where you'd like squeeze the legs at its mouth and go. Yeah, yeah, one really of the haunted and,
1: humans. Perhaps. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, and the gratuitous cameos of Slimer and Stay Puft do kind of feel unnecessary, but they at least you know look well, good. So it's like fair enough. And. I think the prob- and there's certain things we liked. We, we discovered Kate McKinnon, yeah, uh, through that film, yeah. Who is who is just going balls to the wall, weird with it, and
1: as a result sticks out as a character. I mean, still far and away the best thing about the film, even after reassessing it.
0: Yeah, but um, here's the
1: here's the problem of hindsight with that.
0: I have since watched a lot of things with Kate McKinnon in, yeah. And Kate McKinnon is great. I can now watch other things with, and as Mc- a result, yeah, yeah. can separate her from ghostbusters 2016 and realize that really this isn't very good at all now it has its strong points and i do stand by a lot of what we said but on reflection and especially considering we are now on the cusp of ghostbusters afterlife dropping its first trailer
1: oh yeah yeah um
0: we are (sighs) we are able to look at ghostbusters answer the call as
1: a the fuck happened there i think instance i think the thing that annoys me most about it on, on reflection is how much of a waste of potential it was yeah. like how you got a great cast and a director who'd done great because leslie work jones previously. is like
0: underserved but she delivers some absolute brilliant moments in it
1: yeah like but i still to
0: this day quote one bit in it which is the okay have a nice day with your crazy ass <laughs> like i still quote that every now and again that doesn't surprise when, like, me. I've seen someone out of a room, I'm like, have a nice day with your crazy ass, like, um, um, she's really good and, and is underserved by a script that just asks her to shout well, in set various I mean, scenes.
1: And, I think the problem is, is that there's just not enough of a script and too much of people fucking about on set and not enough of an, edit- biggest an editor. Problem.
0: Thanks to Red Letter Media's, um, their review of it, but mostly the Plinkit review and a couple of others, I got to learn a bit more about the behind the scenes in a way that I didn't know going into the film. Yeah. And Kate Dippold and Paul Fee co-wrote the script. They have both written and made some really good stuff. Mm. This is not a good script. No. But no, also, no. only about 50% of that script is on screen. Because the rest of the film is just improv from these, you know, genuinely funny actors. Yeah. But it's just... It, well, that's the problem. The thing, the thing is, if they went on set and Paul was like, right, let's do a version of the scene. And then let's do a version of the scene where you play around and then after an hour they're like, "Okay, good, let's move on and get a different shot." Then you might have some really concise comedy. But turns out there were some days where they just rolled for like 5 hours and they all just like dicked around, dicked around, multi-camera setups, and then they'd go away and have lunch and then they'd come back and dick around a bit longer. Yeah,
1: and I think I, I think it's the it's the problem with a lot of like improv heavy movies, especially comedies. Yeah. Is that it the cast get carried away having fun so badly that they forget to make the movie actually fun. And then the filmmakers look at all the dailies and go, Oh my God, didn't we have such fun? We have to put this bit in. But then it's like, it's like, it's like like the, you had to be there joke, but it's a film of that. It's ultimately down to the editor, uh, which is
0: usually also the director or working with the director to, to make something that works really well out of all that material. It's totally cool. Absolutely improv a thing. Like, there's plenty of stuff that is purely improv and and, and works really well. I mean, Curb Your Enthusiasm, they have a structure so they know what, what, what and where they're shooting. But then they just shoot. And it's some of the funniest, most bizarre, spontaneous, cringy TV ever made. And it's really enjoyable as a result because you just know that everyone's creative synapses are firing. And they're going for it. Um, and they know their characters inside out. These characters aren't fleshed out at all
1: it's it's like it's the
0: anchorman problem yeah yeah i was oh erin wants her tenure abby wants to prove erin wrong holtzman is there yeah and now so is um patty she's also there look they've got a hot secretary but he's a bit
1: dumb it's just like okay yeah i think i think it was interesting because it was you know it was a big uh, probably it was at that point kate mckinnon's highest profile film role probably leslie jones's highest profile film role as well and it was the first time we'd really seen chris hemsworth do comedy and now we've seen we've seen leslie jones do more We've seen Kate McKinnon do more, and we've seen Chris Hemsworth do more comedy. We've even seen yeah. him do more comedy with the role Within that he's most known for. Yeah. Um. So it just seems kind of redundant.
0: Yeah, it's a redundant piece of... And, and made even more so by the fact that it's been ignored and, and that the story of the original yeah. will carry on.
1: And I would have uh, liked to have got a sequel that fixed some of those problems. And I think Paul Feig definitely... Learned from that because his next film, A Simple Favor, was mm. much tighter narratively. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. It, for, from the look of it, from watching it, it mm. seemed like there was a lot less improvisation and more focus on an actual tight script yeah. and, you know, shooting the script. Um, So I'm I... happy the film brought a lot of people joy. Like mm. I'm absolutely happy it, it pleased a lot of
0: people. And I think the people that got so wound up about it need to take a step back and think about their life. Yeah, the
1: problem with this movie isn't that it's a bunch of female ghostbusters. The problem with this movie is that no one with a sense of pacing or what's actually funny got anywhere near the edit.
0: Yeah, that's its biggest quiz. And as a result, like it, it it is a re- it, on reflection, it is a redundant movie. And the more I have thought about it, the more I've gone... Actually, I gave, it too much, I gave it too
1: much leeway there. Yeah, oh, I gave it really I was too, too much slack there. I was too nice about it. Yeah, I think because I wanted it to succeed, but it, it didn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there you go, you whiny That's babies. Your we didn't like it. We don't like it now as much as we did then. Yeah. Enjoy. Feel free to go back and be like, in the future, in the comment section, yeah. in the future, you guys go, hey, this shit.
1: Yeah, it's fair, it's fair. You're not wrong. It's a fair, it's a fair one. <laughs> um, well, there's something that we again that we covered fairly early on on the Big Damn cast that uh I've not only one eighty'd on, I've one eighty'd on again, and then at least once more since one would on again. So Holy I've at, shit biscuits. I've at least five forty on this. Oh god. <laughs> and it's and it's the subject of an early of an early rant of mine that people found quite amusing. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's Pokemon Go now anyone oh. who knows me knows that I love me some Pokemon and I speak as a man who is so sadly deprived currently of Pokemon Sword and or Shield because I don't want to switch um, hey, hey, hey turn it over and turn around now oh sorry I just needed the word switch and we, I have to start that song we need to get you some professional help Ooh, la, la, la i think you need some uh, assistance with your impulse control Aww. now put it away um <laughs> so it's so moist then you sh- it shouldn't be moist you should watch you, you should wash that and then go to a doctor um <laughs> so the thing with pokemon go is that as a concept i like it but in execution it just falls short and every now and again i'll give it a couple months or whatever and then i'll pick it up and i'll go oh they've made some improvements and then i'll spend a I'll spend a, another month or so with it and i'll be like yeah but it's still kind of shit <laughs> like it's it's an intriguing game and an interesting concept but there's just not enough there to get your teeth into and every time i come back to it i'm like oh i can get into this i can give it another chance and it disappoints me all over again so i've gone from like despising it when it first came out to then being quite keen on it to then being completely um burnt out on it to then being Mm. interested in it again to now (laughs) the point that i've just what is this what am i doing with my time every time i boot it up it's, uh, yeah. I can it's, tell. I've
0: once in a blue I've done multiple like, circles oh, on Pokemon Go, let he alone what I
1: Yeah, because I'll, I'll I'll go on it for a day or two and then be like, you know what? I really can't be asked. <laughs> I'm going to go out of the house. I just want to walk to where I'm going. I don't want to stop every two minutes, spin a thing, tap the screen thing. in my phone 85 times <laughs> and then get nothing for it. Because that's essentially what I'm doing. Like these, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of progression or permanence or anything sort of interesting <laughs> going on at the core of it. Beyond, oh, this is a Pokemon. What I know, I'm going to look at it. Look at the Pokemon. What I know. Look, look at it's that Pokemon, Matt. Look at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Pokemon. One. So yeah, I have. Uh, I've done multiple, multiple one eighties on Pokemon Go, and I wish it would just go away. <laughs> and, the, and the thing that the thing that pisses me off even more is that is that they've taken that formula and just crammed it into all sorts of other shit. There's a There's a Walking Dead Pokemon Go style game. There's a Harry Potter one. There's a Jurassic Park one. And now they're doing Minecraft Earth, which is some sort of AR location-based thing. Wait, 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 sorry. There's a Walking Dead one? I believe so, yeah. Why? I
0: don't know. Why do you want to go out into the world and find zombies? That doesn't make any sense.
1: I mean, I don't even I don't even know why The Walking Dead is still around. Like, it's just fucking. It's the dullest TV show, and I, you know, I, I, I've watched some TV shows that can make you fall asleep, and I'll watch them quite, quite readily and quite acceptingly. But fucking, <laughs> fucking hell! It is just Fuck a duck. the dullest shit. <laughs> I've watched a lot of daytime TV in my time. Like I, I can, I could take a bag hunt marathon over a single episode of The Walking Dead <laughs> any day. Yeah, because by the end of it, you at least don't know for sure if the thing's going to
0: sell or not or whatever. Like whereas, yeah, Walking Dead, you are like we're all going to hop along, we're going to hobble along, and then someone's going to randomly die toward the end. <sighs> and, oh, oh wait,
1: oh wait, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah. disappointing.
0: Oh, I'm so, I'm sad you I'm sad you not enjoy Dis- it. I I, disappointing. I I I've I've stuck with it since 2016, and I I I'm not the thing where I'm fighting, uh, Team Rocket um, bosses who are grossly overpowered compared to me, uh, which is really annoying because uh, all my my top guys are all in like the the late three thousands of combat power. And these guys are in, like, the 9,000s. I've been playing it consistently since May 2016. And I'm like, if I've been playing that long and I can't feat- defeat them,
1: how the hell is anyone else meant to do it? I don't know. It's really weird. I really don't know. It it, it boggles my mind how how anybody in that game gets to the points. they are. Like, when, I, when I'll go up against a gym, when I'm picking it up and then someone's got some fucking 9,000 CP um, Dragonite. I'm like, not only do you have a fucking Dragonite, well, I mean, I've finally got a Dragonite now as well, but how the fuck did you get one at that high CP? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you getting all your stardust from? Where are you getting the all moon. your candies from? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, the, all the... All the things that they've added to it since like the trading, the multiplayer battling, all that stuff. It's just too, it's just so incremental and so shallow. Shallow it just fails to keep me coming back probably a bad
0: time to mention that I'm planning to do a live stream of it for one of our twitch channels at some point soon
1: I'm I'm I can I can believe it people will watch that shit we will battle good sir kind sir it's like it's like when people a lot of new people tuned in for your contest of champions like yeah it's weird had the following mobile yeah, games, we, we
0: got a spike it was like what
1: the heck is going I on I don't here? understand it because because mobile games in general I definitely run hot and colder and I come to and go because I played a bunch of contest of champions and I played a bunch of transformers force. To fight which is the same thing but transformed. yeah Transformers, it's the same company game they're, disguise they're all um, is another one <laughs> they're all kabam games yeah um sorry sorry, sorry just, could you rephrase that they're all kabam game they're all kabam game yeah. yes um <laughs> they are all the kabam game um
0: maybe the kabam game was the kabam game we kabam gamed along the way
1: go home you drunk I am um home. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast <laughs> oh um so yeah it, it's just it's the skinner box thing it's like i am just putting time into this i that isn't particularly fun in the hope of a reward but i'm not actually enjoying the action of playing it but i let myself get sucked into it sometimes for months at a time <laughs> so i went down a really really dark hole with the marvel future fight yeah um, partly because it was, there were parts of it that reminded me of Ultimate Alliance.
0: Yeah, so, um, R.I.P. Which... Because, let's face it, which, the Switch one's not the same.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I hear it's pretty good, though. Um, and, you know, that was an itch that would later be scratched by Marvel Heroes Omega, however, shortly. Um... But you platinumed it, so Yay! <laughs> No, I nearly platinum one trophy away from platinum in it. Oh, sore spot, guys, sore spots. Yeah, Uh, yeah. You had to
0: bring it up, didn't you? You had to fucking bring it up. Um, If it's any consolation, I'll never platinum Arkham Origins because online is not a thing. I'll never platinum Arkham Origins
1: because Arkham Origins is Shit. Um... You heard me. Go home, you're drunk. Uh, I... I meant it as well. Oh, God. Oh, man, that game's fucking garbage. It's like... (laughs) You can tell that the Arkham City team didn't make it because it feels like Arkham City, but everyone's... But everything's been moved an inch to the left. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. So everything just feels slightly wrong. Like, all the timing just feels slightly off. Um but yeah I mean but yeah back to the mobile games thing it's like it's just it's not that it's it's not the free-to-play thing because I play a shit ton of warframe and I played a a few other um, free-to-play games on console because they're games that are actually fun to play yeah but the actual act of playing these and the actual act of playing pokemon go the actual act of playing something like contested champions it's so unsatisfying to me it's so shallow that it it is difficult for me to to make. i i get that that loop of reward which is uh sort of satisfying the skinner box um effect but then the, every time i go back that lasts less and less it's like the opposite of addiction <laughs> where every time you know addiction you need more and more to cope every time i go back to one of these uh, mobile games I I need less and less to get to the point where I go oh, I just need to step away from this because it's 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 empty calories it's empty gaming <laughs> calories it's just making me get fatter and I'm not enjoying the taste so why am I bothering
0: wait have you have you just been eating the phones well nibbling the phones Do you know what I did once what drank the kool-aid of a certain movie which we've never dedicated an episode to, episode, but uh, we have absolutely talked about from time to time. Okay. As a okay. kid, I was all for this thing because it was the first new one of something that I loved.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And uh, I, I was just happy it existed. I, I trolled Argos' throughout the land to find the one character whose figure I didn't get, which I really wanted, and then eventually found them, uh, and it was like one of the best days of, of my eight-year-old life at that point. Um as I got older I realised the film's a flaming piece of shit
1: but I've gone back around. Oh interesting. Star Wars interesting carry on.
0: Episode one, The Phantom Menace is not a good film. But twenty eight year old me <laughs> thinks it is. Brace yourself everyone. The best of the Star Wars prequels. Now, I spent my teenage years thinking, oh god, why did I like that film as a kid? This is ridiculous. And I realized the reason I liked it was because of the PS1 game, uh, because of the Pod Racer game, because I had a bunch of the toys and they were really cool. Because as a kid, I thought Darth Maul was cool. Um, I loved puppets, so Puppet Yoda, of course, was a special treat. I thought he was amazing. Looked nothing like Yoda, but he was still a puppet, and that was cool.
1: This is why you need to watch the Mandalorian for some
0: tiny baby Yoda. But um, I I hate it because of course it did. It was a cool thing to hate the prequels, and it still kind of is. And and yeah, they aren't they aren't great films, guys. Narratively and performance wise, they're not great films. Um, and they will be dated as hell as the technology evolves and changes over the years. But, but. I think the worst prequel is Attack of the Clones because it's the most mockable. It's the most ridiculous
1: and it's the most painfully performed by everyone involved. I mean, Attack of the Clones is, is is garbage, but I will say that there is fun to be had with episode one. Absolutely. And I and I think Revenge of the Sith is the closest any of the prequels come to being a good film.
0: See, I... I ooh, and here's part of the 180. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I too thought that uh, Revenge of the Sith was the best of the prequels. But now, I think it is episode one. And Okay, I can, I can, I can fuck with now, that. That's, that's... Oh, baby. Well, I, yeah, I, got, okay. I want kink shame. But people obviously go like, but Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, Anakin randomly choking his pregnant wife. Which would you rather be watching? I'd rather watch the stupid rabbit man be weird for a moment than watch Anakin I mean, yeah, strangle that's his defi- pregnant wife for no reason. That's definitely more fun than watching Anakin strangle his pregnant wife. But, but, but also, like, it, Star Wars... And I, again, this is going to annoy oh. some people. The kids' films, guys? The kids' films? Yeah.
1: Yes. And I don't and think no. Avenger... Yes and no. Know,
0: for families, absolutely. They deal with mature themes, but yeah. kids' stuff isn't necessarily like, hi, everyone. Well, like, it's, you know, it's... It, it's where it's a where kids entertainment is entertainment. That is just aware that younger viewers are watching it. So it takes yeah. certain precautions or holds back on a little and, on certain things. And and I feel like revenge of the Sith forgets. It's a kid's film. Like I get the dark turn. We need to show Anakin's push, but we didn't fall in love with Anakin over the course of the previous two movies, at least with um, Jake Lloyd in episode one, you get, And this isn't a slight on Hayden Christensen, per se, but at least in that, you just get adorable little kid who, if you know the original movies, you're like,
1: oh, he's going to be, oh. Whereas the others are, now it's the story of pre-Vader. And I'm like... Such a huge part of the marketing campaign for the first one was that poster of Jake Lloyd with the shadow of Vader behind him. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the image for episode one.
0: Which is great. And again, Darth Vader isn't the main character of, of the original trilogy. He's... He's he's the enforcer. He's the, he's the he's the dog's body to the villain. And that's what's scary about it because in the first one he's the antagonistic presence we see the most of, but we know he's answering to someone above him. In the second one it's really hammered home that he's literally just the mm. lapdog of the of the greater power. And then the third one is where we realize that actually now we know a bit more about him. Maybe he can help turn things around. And that's fine. Like Vader isn't the main character, but he, his his prominence is 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 clearer the further the story goes on. Whereas the original trilogy is like, hey everybody, you are here to see Vader. And it's like, are we though? Because once the second and third ones kick in, it just becomes the yeah. story of Darth Vader, and that's fine. And and that's certainly some of the stronger stuff in a, in a series of films about trade disputes and you know clone factories and all this stuff, but. At the same time, what *Phantom Menace* does that the other two prequels don't do yeah. is tells an adventure story with new people. It doesn't feel like it's just trying to set up stuff for later. It's like here's a story. Like Anakin being Vader is just a little thing that if you know, you know, and and they can play with that a little. Yeah, so this is yeah. and Obi Wan's in it, sure, but he's not the Obi Wan we know. He he's the most different in this than he is in any of the, anything else. You know, he's, he's the quiet rookie who's, who's listening into his teacher and, and following his instructions. We meet Gwy-Gon, who admittedly is a bit of a waste of what Liam Neeson can do, but is still one of the more kind of memorable characters from the prequels because he's the stoic, peaceful, like, you know what I mean? He's very much a, oh, this is what a Jedi's like. Gwygon is the closest in all the prequels to, like, oh, oh, yeah, that's kind of it. Because the rest of them are just these boring people sat in chairs getting a bit grumpy. Whereas yeah. Wagon's out there kicking ass, but also being like very zen and all that stuff. It's like okay, I get it. Um, <coughs> the design of Episode One is by far the best of the three films in terms of how things look. Naboo and the people of Naboo, the royal dress, the handmade costumes. It's like this looks amazing. The pod races, well, the pod race. The sequence. great thing about
1: the great thing about Episode One. Is that all of that stuff is real? Well, not all of it, but a good chunk of it is real. It's real sets, yeah. it's miniatures, it's models, it's practical effects. Whereas two and three, particularly three, it's almost entirely green, skin, green screen. What, what I need, what I need you to do is, I need you to walk forward four steps and then turn and say the line. Well, it's part of why two. It's part of why two is aged so badly. It's like there, there were there were no clone trooper costumes made. Mm. Yeah. They were all, all just CGI'd, CGI'd yeah. onto Tamura, Tamura Morrison. It's it's an experiment. It's not a film. Yeah.
0: Whereas the first one feels um, tangible. Yeah. It feels like it exists. Again, certain CGI's age, but that's just part and parcel for the thinking. But you can't tell me that you don't remember <laughs> Boss Nass. Well, that is a memorable character. You no, know, for better or worse, you remember Boss yes. Nass. through the planet court. Who remembers Dexter Jetster? I remember Dexter Or oh, that weird shapeshifting assassin who doesn't shapeshift, and that isn't part of their assassination technique in Attack of the Clones. They're a shapeshifter. Um, they can be anyone, but they wear a mask. Uh, all right. Hey, What's the point, then, in them using I'm, that ability if they literally to put some bugs through a window and wear a mask? It's like, why introduce the fact that they're a Oh, it's because George wants to do a shapeshifting effect. Listen,
1: bounty hunting is a difficult profession, <laughs> and you've got to use... Whatever you can, to get the edge. And sometimes that means ignoring your natural talents. <laughs> do you know what? Because that's what people expect you to do. It's because
0: she was taking death sticks on the job, that's why. Well, do you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want sticks. to go home and rethink your life? I want to go home and rethink
1: my life. <laughs> Okay,
0: admittedly, clones are some quotable moments, but... Yeah, there
1: was, yeah but the, the thing with clones is it's goofy. Yeah. And it's goofy
0: in a oh, I, bad oh, way. Oh, I don't think so. Um, but also, Phantom Menace has Maul, who gets a job yeah. done with barely any dialogue. And you're like, yep, get him. Totally get him. There he is. Yeah. He's the then enforcer for this mystery. Well, I hope figure. you did get him,
1: because you continu- then continued to get him. God, I know in ancillary spin-off media isn't it hilarious
0: that they were like "Hey, solo hey look he's still alive hey, hey and that's never gonna go anywhere
1: <laughs> no well th- that's the thing if you've watched it if you watched either of the cats if you watch the cartoons you know where it goes yeah so it's just kind of but it's really pointless because people watching the films
0: will be like i don't get it i thought he was dead and that's all that's ever yeah. happened now and it's like what was the point in that
1: yeah I'm, i wonder if they'll pick up if they'll do something with the plot threads from Solo, obviously not as a film, but if they'll do something with like it, it's another Obi- Maybe, media. but... Or, or in... But um, the thing is,
0: his and Obi-Wan's final face-off happens... That's already shortly in Shortly before Rebels, in New yeah. Hope, in Rebels, yeah. Yeah. So you can't have them so have their final confrontation because they have it later
1: in the timeline. Or let just redo it in live action.
0: Yeah, but if you do redo it in live action, then Ewan McGregor has to play Alec Guinness and not that halfway between version.
1: I think anything <clears throat> that they do with Obi-Wan now will be more towards the Alec Guinness end of the scale than it will be the episode 3 end of the scale.
0: That's a name I haven't heard in a long time.
1: A long I don't think... Time. I don't think. Yeah, I mean... Ewan McGregor's not that much... I think he's like a decade younger than Alec Guinness. Not so, more. That's was? a pair
0: of legs I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> a long <laughs> and time. And be- <laughs> And neither have you. Um, <laughs> how, are, how are your legs, Maul? Oh, wait, I cut them oh, off wait. and they fell down a shaft. <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: the more appropriate question is, where are your legs, Maul? Oh, I um, don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: God, um, that Grievous fighting three is so bad. Um, he should have just he should have just Indiana Jones did it. I'd Grievous do a bunch of swishy swishy stuff and then Obi-Wan just shoots him with a blast I mean, in the face.
1: I know it's bad, but I still like it yeah and, and and episode one i know it's bad but i still like it whereas episode two it's bad and i hate it yeah. episode one as well best score i would argue
0: outside uh, yeah. of the original
1: trilogy best score yeah i'll give you that star wars i'll give film. you that i don't know i think the sequel trilogy scores have been better than the prequel trilogy scores i don't think so i don't far. think
0: they're as memorable as phantom menace though i mean goddamn those hooks like Naboo, I know, the, the, the celebration
1: Ray music just the Ray theme and the Resistance theme
0: are pretty strong, I think. Really? Oh strong. yeah, Resistance theme especially. But is it? <laughs> no, but that's
1: been. There's a version of that that's been done in the TV spots for Rise of the Skywalker, which suggests that that's in the soundtrack for that film. I, pop into the I popped into the
0: Entertainer today, and um, you know? they don't do. And I realise this, they don't do action figures for Rise of Skywalker.
1: There's some upcoming Black Series figures, but that's it. I mean, as I, I'm sure we've touched on this before, but the Entertainer are a good. 18 months to a year behind what should actually be on their shelves. True, but it made
0: me realise I hadn't seen any in the wild at all yet. And that's really weird, because just before Last Jedi came out, there was shitloads of The Last Jedi figures.
1: The, yeah. Do you think, do you I, think it's, it's because f- of
0: how many peg warmers there were after that film? They've just gone, let's hold no, back. No, because and-
1: I, have, I have seen some new Star Wars figures, but they're just generically Star Wars branded. Yeah. And not Rise of Skywalker branded, like... It's the, the cartoony style Galaxy of Adventure one. Yeah, they're, they're based on the costumes like from Rise of Skywalker. But but I yeah. mean, I
0: mean the 3.75 <laughs> inch ones.
1: Oh yeah, no, no, I know. I, I Maybe they're not
0: doing it. I, I'm wondering if because of the peg warmer incidents from the last one, like how many they made and how many just didn't shift. Like I'm wondering if they're just waiting till the film comes out and then going, right,
1: that character, that character, that character, that character there, wave one, put it <laughs> out in the new year, let's do it. My dude, that, that being said, I know there's, the, there's a peg warmer issue, but I don't remember seeing a huge amount of...
0: <laughs> you haven't been, into the Inter- I you haven't been to the Entertainer in Lincoln.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. I've been to the Entertainer in, in, in Manchester Arndale and that's, that place is just... Barren. Just, yeah, I mean... they still got Premier Edition Transformers, the last night figures on the shelf. Yeah, same with the one in Lincoln. <laughs> Okay. like that's those are figures from a 20 2017 movie yep as well as the newer studio series stuff they've got like studio series thundercracker has become a shelf warmer thundercracker and starscream uh, entertainers were this one. Yeah. yeah they can't they cannot shift thundercracker it's a love normal it? it's because he sounds yeah. like a pair of pants oh what have you done a 180 on good sir um well the other things that I, I want to talk about are not so much things that I've changed my opinion on, but they're things that I was excited for and was Subsequently shattered. Disabused of the notion that I should have been excited for them. Or vice versa, actually. Um so I want to talk briefly about American gods ah. and how an incredibly strong first season gave way to a second season that was so weak that I threw in the towel on after four episodes. Oh god! Yeah, you did. You did jump shit pretty early in. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this, Mister Wednesday. Please don't make me do this. I don't. I don't like what they, I don't like what they're doing with it. And I'm just, you know what? I'm not going to stick with it and hope it gets better. I'm just not going to watch it because I don't care. Because I've read the book, and the first season was good and now I, I just don't need to bother really do I yeah just get rid of it
0: and um in the bin get to fuck.
1: yeah and the, the, the same I didn't even make it to the, to the end of the first season of Preacher which was something I've been quite excited about and was optimistic on early on again something we covered early on in the big damn cast it was just didn't even get to the end of the first season just not interested to the point where the second it's finished it's finished now they took it Ugh. Sorry, they took it to the end. And I don't care. I don't care. That's that's what they did to me. They stopped, they stopped me caring about Preacher. Uh, by the same token, but the reverse of the token. How sceptical was I about the Watchmen series when it was announced? Oh, so sceptical. You were like, this, How this skeptical could not possibly both. work like, beyond some visual elements maybe being interesting. I think it might be the best TV show of the year. Hot damn. It's fucking brilliant. I'm seven episodes in, there's two more to go. Call the Popo and the Fireman. Um man, that, that that episode seven just goes places. Like it is a show that absolutely does it, it's going for it. It is going full tilt. Um and you should check it out. It's it. And I think it's taught me a couple of things about um, not prejudging things, because uh, if I'd have even if the even if those first trailers came out, I was like, oh, this this looks interesting, but probably be really kind of dull and only tangentially related to <laughs> the original. And then it just came out swinging,
0: hot damn! And it, and it,
1: it came out swinging for the fences, and it's been just every episode's been wow, wow. Fuck! What? Fuck! Fuck! What? 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 You're doing what? And it's 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 uh it's pretty bold TV, in terms of what it's doing with its source material and um, well, I'll put it this way: there's two sequels to Watchmen that are due to finish before the end of the year. Uh, one of them is a Watchmen TV series, which I. Which so far has been... I could do another 180 on it in a couple of weeks. You never but know. But so it. far... They could crash the landing. So far it has been astounding. Just brilliant TV. Like arresting and engaging and... um, Sexy. Provoking. Provocative. A little bit sexy. A little bit not sexy. Not too sexy. The right um, amount of sexy. It's not as right now and sexy as something like... That. <gasps> Speaking um, of... but i i'm not finished finished. (laughs) the other one the other one that's finishing is doomsday clock yes which has been about five years in the fucking delivery doomsday clock has been one of the biggest wastes of time and talent dc comics have produced in the last decade at least like getting Gary Frank and Jeff Johns to spend two years doing twelve issues of a sequel to Watchmen, which has absolutely nothing interesting to say. It's 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 got and it's not even got anything resembling a plot. It's just a series of things that happen that are seemingly unconnected. I mean, there is a, there is a narrative in the sense that things happen in a somewhat linear order, but at no point do the to the various do the various disparate threads actually come together in a way that's meaningful now i'm I've only read up to issue ten so i issue twelve is out in i think it's next week maybe the week after so i you know those last two issues could fix a lot of the problems but again similar to something like American gods or um or, or preacher the tv shows just it just completely the course of getting there just completely killed my interest in seeing how it concludes because it just it's beaten whatever uh interest i had in it out of me through being so dull like it, it just it's just lazy it's like you remember when marvel used to be like oh you know we won't you know that when we cross over the ultimate and the 616 universe we will have run out of ideas and they eventually did it. And yeah. it wasn't because they ran out of ideas and it actually worked. Um, but this is just like what will take some Watchmen characters and then put them into the DC universe and what? <clears throat> and then you see, but it does. And it's like, it's, it's, it's not a sequel to Watchmen in that it actually picks up on on ideas that were in Watchmen. It doesn't follow up on on the themes of it. It's just it just feels like oh, what if we do that, but with DC Universe, yeah. We'll put we'll put we'll put in the DC Universe and see what happens. <laughs> oh look, the comedian's back. What? <laughs> oh, because but reasons. Th- th- Doctor Manhattan's been fucking with time, but why? Because reason. Whereas, whereas you take Watchmen, and the more the, the 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 HBO series, and the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is actually a really really smart way of continuing the Watchmen eye Yeah, and it it's it's all very logically thought out and 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 methodical and and it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Whilst also Whereas being Doomsday- a nice jumping on point for people who've never read it, never seen an adaptation. Yeah. It's just like, here's
1: a story. Here's what it means. Whereas, like, the, f- the first thing, one of the first things that happens in Doomsday Clock is a bunch of characters escape the Watchmen universe as it's being destroyed Bleed and down. jump into the main DC universe. They do now. So they literally just throw the Watchmen universe away. It's like, okay, everything interesting about that universe that would be worth exploring in a sequel, we're just not gonna do that. It's and gone. Like not only are we not going back there, the it's gone forever. <laughs> well, it's not that it's gone forever, it's that it's that it's it's the, the universe isn't destroyed, it's like as nuclear war breaks out and and New York is annihilated, basically. Um So you know, like just a weekend disruption. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's
1: just, (laughs) and it doesn't actually pick up on characters that you might be interested to know more about. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I would be curious to know what happened to Night Owl and Silk Spectre after Watchmen.
0: Yeah, oh God, yeah.
1: Doomsday Clock does, as far as I'm aware, Doomsday Clock doesn't touch on them at all. What's the point then? Just completely ignores them it's about Ozymandias a new Rorschach and Marionette and Mime who are um updated versions of old uh Charlton characters who are Doctor Manhattan villains well they were they're they're versions of old Captain Atom villains so technically they're supposed to be Doctor Manhattan villains but but then but they've also been sort of pastiched in modern d c comics with Punch and Julie, yeah, and uh, Tom King's run on Batman, yeah uh so it I think they popped up somewhere before that as well, but it's um yeah, it's just not interesting, and they are they related to the Joker somehow but but how, and also dr Manhattan's here, but he's there, and he's what's going on and is this there's a freight like they do the black freighter thing with um with like a noir film, yeah, but and then it's like on oh, the actor in the noir film knows Doctor Manhattan, but it just it's just a mess, it's just all over the place. Whereas the Watchmen TV series is it's slick and shiny, precise and it makes sense, and it's 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 everything you wouldn't expect from Damon Lindelof. If you've you know if you if you got turned off by his work on Lost, it's it's satisfying. Yeah, it's incredibly satisfying in a way that your know, past Lindelof projects haven't been. In a way that Doomsday Clock isn't, um, and so it's one of those things where I'm looking back on how skeptical I was about it now and thinking, "Yeah, I just, I just kind of need to to take a, you know, take a take a breath before I before I write things off." And it's and it's also why I'm I'm more and more. Um, that's why I'm more and more reluctant to sort of make big judgments about something's quality before it comes along. Um, I'm trying to be more optimistic about things in general, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, the Watchmen has been definitely something that's been paid off for me with that sort of uh, with that sort of outlook because it's it's just been so strong. Yes. Good. Um, well,
0: I'm 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 glad that I'm glad that it's sort of like at least fifty percent working out, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, two episodes, simply two episodes to go to see if they stick the landing. But at the moment,
0: looking like no so. wonder I,
1: I did a one eighty on it because it's <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's some good Right, you cocker. Anything anything else you want to touch on before we uh before we call it a Again, it's never really been a topic we've dedicated
0: an episode to yet, but I realised in this last couple of years, and again, it's not because it's good. It is a terrible piece of work. It is heavily flawed. It is full of the director's self-enforced fetish. Uh, It is um, (laughs) inconsistent with the previous entries in its own series.
1: It is insultingly
0: transparent in terms of just serving a purpose of selling toys right up to the point of the toy designers working on the design of the film. But I'll be damned if I don't put Batman and Robin on and have a damn good time every time I watch it. It is disgustingly a guilty pleasure at this point for me now. Like, it is... Not good, but my God, I can quote it. I can bathe in it. I can enjoy it for what crappy film it is. It's.
1: Please don't feel like you have to quote it, by the way. Oh. We believe you. We believe you. That's a shame
0: because I've prepared a series of my favourite quotes right here. (laughs) Uh,
1: That does not surprise me. (laughs) I
0: haven't, I haven't. I just know them. But no, it's oh good lord! It is. I have so much fun with Batman and Robin. I have so much fun with it because it's so
1: bad, man. It's so bad. See, I don't know if we if if that's technically a one eighty because I'm I'm with I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Well, on I that don't know because I, I I
0: used to, I used it, to despise it, and now I've got to the point where it's. If you said to me, "What do you want to watch? Batman Begins or Batman and Robin?" Oh, Batman and Robin! Batman every and, time. and Robin! I love Batman Begins. Every I think time. Batman Begins is an excellent movie. And it's a really, yeah, it's, it's a really fun. good year one kind of Batman film, and but it ain't. It's not fun. It ain't. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's why every poison ivy action figure comes complete with him. Stupid Bane bashes down a wall. You know it's. It ain't a striptease out of a gorilla outfit because that's what controversial jo- That's what Joel Schumacher thinks. His um,
1: female loving audience want to see for some controversial reason. statement. I think. Batman and Robin Bane is a better cinematic interpretation of Tom Hardy's Bane in The Dark Knight Rises.
0: I don't know. Tom Hardy's Bane at least was the calculated mastermind like like he is in Nightfall. Yeah, but you know what? He isn't. Well, no, it turns out, it turns out he's not. Interesting in any way. Turns out he's a lapdog. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's doing it because he's pussy whipped and that's literally the reason he's doing he's, it. He's doing it for love. He's not, he's not doing it for love. He's doing it because he thinks he's going to get his end away. That's why he's doing it. Oh, get his end away Ugh. with a girl, with, with a woman who he knew when she was a little girl.
1: Do- hey, that's fucking weird. It is. It is. I mean, who is it? Who does he think he is? Drake? <laughs> oh, topical. <laughs> that's going to age, Paula. <laughs>
0: oh god there's another joke there but i'm not gonna say it um oh. and of course class we've both changed our minds on class and we think it's the best tv show ever made
1: oh class oh big finish dude because they keep fucking me
0: have you seen the recent news so there's another there's a, more. there's a th- series three and four box set but again for legal reasons it has to be set during series one so no continuation um and not just that this is, this is my so favorite part not just that stupid, man. um some of the cast members haven't returned so that yeah, so, they've, ha- no, so that. they've had to recast them, and uh, I think it was Scott Hancock put a tweet out that basically suggested that look, we asked them, but if they've got other commitments, we have to carry on. And it's like, well, you don't unless the reason you're putting that tweet out is to make a point of saying, see, people were annoyed that you didn't come back, guys, but because you know, we're gonna do it without yeah, you. Yeah, it's not the it's not the hardest work in the world. I don't mean that there's no skill in it, but what I mean is like. For them to just be like, we're going to pay a bunch of money to come in and do a couple of audio dramas over like three days.
1: Like, it's just in Christopher Johnson says there's no skill in Big Finish.
0: No, there is. There absolutely is. But it's just that thing of the fact that they turn that down shows that they obviously probably just don't really
1: want to be playing these characters at all. Well, like how how boring is that to be like to just be like, OK, we've got a we've got to set it in the gap in between, like, these six episodes of TV or however fucking many there were. Yeah.
0: Eight? Uh, how many were there? I think it was eight. I think it was eight.
1: I can't even remember. <laughs> They're all sort of blurring to one melange. Melange. It's one, one, like one very sad blancmange. Um,
0: <laughs> it's sad just... melange. That's a great wow. description of class.
1: I, how dull must that fucking be? Because... Rather than carrying on what you're doing, or uh, even as they do with the Doctor Who stuff, like, yeah, the, all that, all the Colin stuff, for example, is definitely set in a certain time period, but there's so much room within that. Yeah, to play and, you, and change and, and the And you setting. create your own, yeah, you create your own little sort of sub-arcs, like when he, like with um, Evelyn as a companion, or, yeah. or later on you have Arimem as a companion, or uh, doesn't... um. Uh, Charlie joined the Sick Doctor for a while as well after she leaves the Eighth Doctor. I think so, yeah. So they get some yeah. timey-wimey shiz in there. Yeah, so it's like it's... You know, it's like... At least you've got some stuff to explore there, but be like, oh yeah, all of this stuff's got to be set within that first season and all your characters have to be locked in this sort of loop.
0: Yeah, they'll never progress. We'll never learn what happens next, just... ever. It's like, what's the point? Like, why Why bother? Unless they really love the characters, I guess they don't have any reason. That that would be the reason for them to be like, no, I even even for the fact that it's just a weekend's worth of work and some, some easy money, I, I don't what, like this what,
1: material enough to want to return. What characters are there to love? Um, There's the sporty guy who's not in touch with his emotions. <laughs> There's the the quote-unquote good girl who needs to learn to let go. <laughs> There's the genius girl who feels like she doesn't fit in. And then there's the alien prince. Like
0: what? There's also, was his name Matus, who we were like, he's all right. But he never gets anything to do. Oh, yeah. Alien boy's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, he's good, yeah. but he'd never really got much to do. And it was like, it's a waste of the actor because he's quite good in this. Mm. Um, And then there's Ross's name. What the hell was her name? The teacher. It's Quill. It's Quill. That was it. Flaming now Yeah, she's one of the
1: ones who hasn't come back. Yeah, it was her and uh, the, the lass who played the, the younger girl who was like, had moved up a year or two, because that's totally a thing that happens in British. Schools. <laughs> oh, um, that's
0: a yeah. thing, guys. Guys, that is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah, it's uh, I think you'll find Matthew that's your thing.
1: We got off topic talking about class again, what are we do. It goes on and
0: not I i love living in spain scotland scotland i love scotland (laughs) oh god don't let anyone tell you any different matthew i love scotland
1: shall we shall we get
0: shall we get out of it shall we sure we could i suppose but before we do we, we do have to point something out matthew what's that what's that? that you lot can get in touch with us anytime
1: you like contact at gmail.com we're doing some emails but we're going to catch up with them probably next week or the week after based on what's going on it'll be the week after because next week's episode we're going to give you a rest Chris because next week's episode we've pre-recorded Yeah. Oh, oh is it that one it's that one. Oh, that'll be fun.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Chante. But if you want to hear from us and in uh, turn safe words are in our direction that we'll repeat back to you. Contact at gmail.com. You can also tweet us anytime at Big Damn Cash. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast providers. And also, good sirs and madams, twitch.tv slash big damn stream or weekly regular content from our fingertips to your eyes and mouths. Ears, eyes, ears, damn it. What? <laughs>
1: whatever whatever sensory organs you choose to use. I'm not going to put my finger in your mouth. <laughs> Without Please permission. Don't. Also,
0: wash it first? No, it's covered in well. theatre. <laughs> I can tell I'm back on the stage. My fingernails are so dirty. Oh, my God.
1: How, what are you
0: doing? Just all, all just collects underneath. Like we today we used the pyros for the first oh, time. Oh, so like, what
1: collects? All, what collects under your
0: fingernails? Dust and musk. We did the pyros oh. for the first time today. So like all the sparklers and all that stuff. And I, I blew my nose before, and it was all black. Because it's just like all the dust from the from the pyros. It's like what. Are you saying you got a little sooty? D- Ooh. How do you know the nickname <laughs> for my never mind. Boys and girls, <laughs> we will see you in the future. God help us in uh, the future. If it happens. Goodbye, there's red weed everywhere. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do.